When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Fear the Walking Dead, Season 7, Episode 3, Cindy Hawkins. And The Walking Dead, World Beyond, Season 2, Episode 5, Quad of War. They're both over. And we're just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. Yes, it is Fear the Walking Dead World Beyond. And we are here once again to break down everything that happened on the two spinoffs, the Law and Order SVU and Law and Order Criminal Intent, if you will, of the Walking Dead universe. And I think it's an apt comparison to Law and Order this week because we got plenty of Law and Order in both of these very interesting episodes. I guess that's charitable, but. I'm sure we're going to get into it, and I don't honestly know if he's really here or if I'm hallucinating him and he's trying to make me go outside, but let's find out what's going on. Hey, Chappelle, how are you? I'm confused. I am confused. <laughs> I appreciate when we started when you started the podcast. You start off with like the deepest of sighs. It was like oh, the Walking Dead is over. <laughs> Just getting started. It's like make sure you don't edit that out because yeah. that is so appropriate for these two episodes. I will leave the. I will leave a note for Maddie to leave that in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so ultimately, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Uh, but I don't. I don't know what just happened. Um. I, um you would think with two episodes, we'd get at least one where I would be mildly excited to talk about it. And uh, that's just not the case this week, but I'm excited to talk to you nonetheless. Yeah, I guess we got some real ugly mustard up in there to talk about. Um, <laughs> maybe that's like the one good thing is yeah. I enjoyed the folksy sayings of Dory Sr. Yeah, John Dory is back and I appreciate it. John Dory the fifth is back. Yeah, uh, John Dory the fifth. 35. Yeah. <laughs> Man, uh, someone in that family, like June should just be happy that she never had kids with John Dory because she would have had to name him something. She wouldn't have been able to name him anything creative. Yeah, it would have been John Dory again or June Dory Jr. June Dory the second, you know, so <laughs> I mean, I guess this is this is the, this is easy, though. It's easy for my notes. I was just like, John Dory is back. And so I'm just going to call him John Dory throughout my notes. Yeah, I mean, I, I still maintain like I'm getting kind of like tinfoil hattie about this but i maintain that this part is entirely written to be regular john dory and then garrett dillahunt was like no thank you i'm out and they're like okay what are we going to do with all these parts we wrote for john dory oh here's an idea let's bring in a different john dory yeah it's plausible i mean if you really think about it um 
nothing in this episode had to be specific to that John Dory. Like, yeah, we had established that this this new John Dory or John Dory the fifth um, has a relationship with Teddy and it was tracking him and all this other stuff. But honestly, you could have shoehorned the other John Dory into this storyline and just said, you know, in the meantime, John Dory had once, you know, investigated this guy in his past. You know, they could have made it work if it was either John Dory, but. Uh, I guess this was our get to know John Dory five uh, episode because that's all we did. But and did we learn anything new about John we, Dory five? We learned that he drinks a whole lot. Like I don't know if we knew that, but he drinks a lot, a lot, like half a bottle a day is, I believe, what he said. Where is he getting this? Like I feel like I feel like June had some real questions about this, and it wasn't like how come you're being a functioning alcoholic in my presence, but it was more like. Where are you getting all of this? Yeah. He's just like, he's like, yeah, Teddy stalked me up before the Holocaust. Yeah. And he's been hoarding alcohol and just burning through it. Like they're almost done. They're almost out of hooch. Um, but, you know, June has questions, but I have questions for June too. Um, mm. Because this random turn where she's just like, yeah, I made all that up. I was <laughs> like, what is happening? What are we doing here? Because I did spend the first half of the episode trying to determine. What are we counting down to? You know, they're counting the amount of days in there and then they're counting the amount of days until open. But I was just like, what is the day? Like, what does it mark? Is there something that we missed or maybe I missed it? Was I not paying attention? But it sounds like June just kind of made up a random date and was like, yeah, on this day, one day, years from now, we will, you know, get out of here. Um, is that what was going on? Yeah, I mean, she's not Grace. If Grace was down there, I would believe Grace. <laughs> yeah, J- June just made it up. She just woke up and was like, you know what? I don't think I can leave anytime soon. I'm kind of afraid. Also, my John is gone. So maybe me and John Dory uh, 5 will just stay down here forever. until, or At least until I feel like I'm up to it. Yeah. And can we just say, um, playing, waking up and putting on a Mamas and the Papas record while you're trapped in a hatch, I kind of feel like that's been done. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, the, all the down the hatch moments that I was having watching this, I was like, wait a minute. Are we doing this? <laughs> Are we doing this again? And it's it's a shame Josh isn't here because this is kind of his bag. Yeah, well, that's Josh's choice to make. Yeah, um, and you know, this is a week apparently based on this episode. It's a week of bad choices. Mm-hmm. So if, if yeah. Josh is being if Josh is being haunted by the ghost of like the first podcast he did, telling him to go <sighs> do another podcast, I guess I understand it. So, so what did you think about this haunting stuff? Because this was Halloween. So mm-hmm. do we do we think that this is a conscious effort to make the spooky episode on Halloween? Because I thought, you know, weeks ago where we did the what is it, the haunted house, you know, animal where all the rabid white people were attacking, you know, <laughs> uh, attacking Connie. I thought like that's a good Halloween episode. But it seemed like they really leaned into the haunting on Hell House or uh, this bunker um, that, that this episode kind of. I mean, it was the whole theme of the episode. It was just John Dory is being haunted by the ghost of Teddy's, you know, victim's past. And then that was it. That was it. That was the whole story. Yeah, I think I don't know if they ever really consciously try to put things on Halloween, but I do know that almost all these episodes feel like they could be told in just about any order. So, oh, yeah, it it wouldn't surprise me if they're like, oh, hey, Halloween, let's put the spooky episode. But it also would equally not surprise me if it's like, oh, multiple episodes this season are spooky because it's easy to be spooky when you have a budget of 23 cents for each episode. <laughs> it's like, okay, 
it's not exactly a bottle episode. It's just what we've been doing for the last two and a half seasons. So we yeah. won't even call it that anymore uh, because every single episode is like this at this point. It's like lock these two people in a room, let them monologue, let them talk, let them dialogue, and then we break them out for just a bit and then we put them back, you know? And so um, that's, what, that's what this episode was. I mean, John Dory got out a couple times and every time I was like, what are we doing here? Has John Dory lost it? Is he just, you know, drunk all the time now or is it like has he has he lost his mind is he being haunted uh just for him to come on back and say like no no it's fine i'm back inside the bunker now um but i did like at the end that they ultimately did get out but now they're stuck with strand yeah that's it it is a problem you know like good news you're not in the bunker anymore you're not gonna get caved in on um you're not gonna worry about mysterious people with guns bad news you're now like you're now beholden to the whims of a petty tyrant, basically. Yeah, who's motivated solely tyrant. by mo- motivated solely by spite. Which I is mean, great. that's it. I, yeah, even the scene where Morgan is like finally made it to the hatch and he's trying to break his friends out. Strand calls him on the radio and is like, "Ha ha, Morgan, <laughs> not so <laughs> fast." I, I thought because I didn't notice that he was on the radio. I was just like, "Why is Strand like overseeing this? How does he do this? Is he like up his lair with like his Rita Repulsa telescope from miles away? Like, ha ha, Morgan, you thought you had them, but I I have them. It was so weird." It was super weird, but I love that Victor's like, guess what, Morgan? I'm going to build the awesome society that you couldn't just because I'm better than you and I can. And Morgan's like, yeah, I hope you do. I, that would be great <laughs> if you did that. <laughs> Morgan's response was, and, and don't let me find out that you don't, you know, like, yeah. thank you. Like, if, yeah, okay, if I, cool. I, I swear, if this doesn't work out for people, I'm coming for you. It's like, Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Morgan. I'm so afraid of you coming for me if I potentially don't create a society that you weren't also able to create. It was so weird. <laughs> it was so I just weird. have so many questions. I mean, this whole plot line doesn't make a whole ton of sense. Like, there's apparently... Victor has found the one, like, bubble where radioactive fallout isn't a problem. Mm-hmm. And he's managed to cultivate tomatoes on the roof within 60 days. <laughs> yeah. And he got this pristine union soldier uniform that's apparently authentic and he's just sitting around like Idi Amin in this little like bunker full of guns taunting people on the radio how do you have time to taunt people on the radio if you're running this perfect society Ah, oh, Jess I missed you so much I know we didn't get to talk about all the all the strand stuff with the with the I, outfit and it's so happy I'm so happy you're back <laughs> I mean, Strand is basically, he's running the same cult that uh, Nandor joined in What We Do in the Shadows this season. See, the thing with Strand is that he's so, he knows that he's a cartoon character at this point, and mm-hmm. he's just leaning all the way into it, like, yes, I'm in costume, and I don't give a damn, you know? Um, even just, even his motivations, like you said, it's the pettiest of petty, like, mm-hmm. I, I will help people in ways you could not unless I don't see fit, you know, like, like, Oh, okay. And it was like, I'm gonna help them. And unless I, unless I don't want to. And Morgan's like, how dare you? He's like, you might, he kind of leaves himself an out though, because you know, Morgan got very up in himself about this. Like, I'm going to try to build a better future for everybody. And if I fail, it's because I didn't try hard enough. And strand is the opposite. He's like, I'm going to do it just because you couldn't. And I'm going to prove to you that I'm better than you. But if I don't, it's just because I didn't feel like it. Right. <laughs> I I just 
it's such like it's such a flex. It's like, yeah, I can, I'm going to do what you did, and then like I might leave some people out to dry just to, just to, to spite you, honestly. But Morgan's response is just like, you mess with my friends, I'm coming after you. Morgan. Just come after him. What are you well, waiting on? You're going to do it anyway. Right. And how are you going to hear about this? Like somebody's going to break out like, oh, Morgan, you'll never, you'll never believe it. Strands created this amazing community, but he just won't let me in. Morgan's like, how <laughs> dare you? Like that <laughs> bastard. I'm on the way. Like, <laughs> I mean, quit trying to make up an excuse for coming to get him, Morgan. You know, you just want to do it anyway. Just do it. He tried to kill you. I think that's excuse enough. This man tried to kill you in a submarine. Like, and then he is like, Tried to kill you multiple times since then. Like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand why Morgan is just. I never understand anything Morgan's doing. But I, I am very clear on Victor Strand's motivations. Pettiness is going <laughs> far for him, and I appreciate it. Yeah, it's it's really funny that they are two sides of the same coin because you have Strand, who's just a total cartoon character who's all over the map, um, and yet his motivations are always very clear. And then you have mm-hmm. Morgan, who's like this even keeled, like good guy who's supposed to be working for the betterment of the future. And I never know what is motivating him. And it should not yeah. be that way. He's like got the cartoonish mood swings, you know, yeah. it's like uh, put them together. They are definitely like a comic strip uh, because Strand is like he is larger than life in his personality. And Morgan is just the most erratic person who's ever stepped foot on the show. It's like one day he's this way. One day he's that way. He'll switch. Yeah, and it's it's just like why, why, why can't you just pick a lane? And you know, so and, and we, we didn't even get to find out how Morgan ended up tracking him down. We didn't get any information yeah. about that. Do we have any clue of how he just managed to come up on on June and John uh, John Five? Yeah, it it sure feels to me like everything would have been different if they just like they'd been doing their daily radio thing and it's like oh hey guys what's up it's morgan i've made radio contact that would have changed everything but apparently like morgan was just like creeping on him and not answering radio calls we already know from original walking dead that morgan's not very good at answering radio calls yeah the morgan uh villain (laughs) villain origin story (laughs) yeah I, i haven't forgotten about that i just think like like it could have been tied up so neatly if they had just said, oh, look, it's Morgan. And they said, Morgan, we're in this hatch over here by such and such. Said, oh, I'm on the way. I was like, okay, now I don't have any questions. See, it's all like they put a bow on it. I'd be happy. But nope, now I'm left to wonder, well, how did Morgan manage to convince Grace that he needed to take the car again that we <laughs> know didn't have any gas left, you know, to go find them in this random hatch? And how did he locate the hatch? I have so many more questions. And I hate when this show does this. It leaves me at the end of the show like, well, what happened? But there's a lot of questions at the end that I thought it's kind of weird. We didn't really. Everybody seems to know plot points that I don't think they actually knew at the end of last Mm -hmm. season. Like there's a lot of conversations about like, oh, what Victor did to Morgan at the sub. And it's like, how does everybody know what Victor did to Morgan at the sub? Because they weren't actually at the sub when he was doing it to them, were they? No, no, they were. I think they were. They he already sent them their own way, and then they got yeah. in a fight. Maybe Morgan like reported back at some point when he got out of the submarine. I don't know, but maybe like I think he maybe if I remember correctly, he might have mentioned it. But you know, they seem to really be mad at Strand about it for something that they weren't even present for. So maybe he gave them excruciating detail in the conversation off camera. Um, if I'm remembering just, right, like June was living in Strand's like sub community for a very long time. I'm like she's really gonna get mad at him over that. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a weird flex. Um, 
seeing them with Strand at the end and seeing, you know, um, JD5 kind of just like not trusting him, but also like he turned down the the toast, right? They toast mm-hmm. to new beginnings and all that good stuff. And he turns it down. And initially, I was like, oh, because he's, you know, off the sauce. But it seems like it's just because he doesn't trust Strand. But I mean, at this point, what alternative does he have? Because they're li- stranded, you know, for mm-hmm. lack of a better word, uh, on this island tower, you know, surrounded by uh, zombies as far as the eye can see. So uh, I appreciated the the little moment at the end where they showed us how you know that they ended up with strand they don't ever tell us how they ended up with strand you know we just see the like the roof caved in and now all of a sudden they're waking up weeks well days later in the hospital bed or you know in the strand infirmary i don't know where it was the the waiting room uh but we don't really get a lot of information like how strand located them either yeah well i i assumed that the people that were coming for them i don't okay so we should talk about these people like there's yeah. people in the masks who showed up that were kind of like coming for them and they're like, you better not hide from us. We're going to come get you. And like, is that Strand's people or is this like mysterious third party? Well, Strand claims that he doesn't know who they are. I think that they've come up a couple times where even yeah. when Strand was with uh, the guy he throws off the cl- uh, off the building on the first episode, he's like, mm-hmm. are they with you? He's like, no, I don't know those people. So it's like somebody is either delivering information to Strand about the whereabouts of all these people or it's just like another random group. And you know, this show loves to give us like, a random mm-hmm. group that nobody cares about. It just kind of takes everybody's attention away from the main cast. It seems like that's what's going on because we still don't have any insight into who these people are. Yeah. And I, I I think it's very likely that it's like everybody's going to come together in the tower by the end of the season half. And then it's like, oh, but there's a big bad. And I think for a long time now, and this is because the writers wrote themselves into a corner like this. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, we've just made it so that the one inhabitable place in all of Texas is this tower. And so now you're going to have to fight to defend it. It's similar to like the governor deciding the prison was a better place to live. Mm-hmm. Even though the governor had a perfectly fine place to live, he's just like, oh, no, I want that one in that way. Very much <laughs> like Strand. Um, but it, a lot of this reminded me of the whole original recipe, Walking Dead prison arc, where it was like different people were fighting over like the one place where it seemed like you might be able to do OK. And yeah. it was just I think we're going to I think the next couple of if if Fear the Walking Dead is going to follow any kind of logical trajectory, which is not a given in the Fear of the Walking Dead world. <laughs> I see the tower becoming this important, like, it's like the MacGuffin. It's the thing that everybody needs to have. And it's like people will unite over their desire to protect it, or they will be defending it from all comers on all sides. Yeah, I mean, I like that, but I was definitely leaning towards Strand being the big bad this time. You know, like, well, I don't want him to reunite with them to, for the, the greater cause of defending the tower because it's the one community that, you know, uh, that they've been able to successfully make. I, I, I do see a world where it becomes like Strand and Morgan have to actually play nice to make this community thing work because each of them is missing what the other one has. You know, you know that's, that's where they're going. You know it's coming, right? Strand's like, I'm going to be better than you. And Morgan's like, well, good luck. You know, and so I know it's going to be like, eventually it's like, okay, Morgan, we need your help. And, you know, and then they have to bump fists and then, you know, combine them, their, all their powers to keep everybody out of the out of the tower. Mm-hmm. But Strand is supposed to be the big bad. We've had all these monologues. He's doing all this petty stuff. Like, He's also tried to kill like 
people over and over again. He he killed. He just threw a guy off the roof. Like at some point, Strand has to go. I just don't know why they refuse to just let him be the villain that we need him to be. Well, there's so many times where her Strand has gone in a direction of something interesting, and he's almost quite gotten there, and then he sort of gets bored with it and walks away. Like mm-hmm. there have been so many times where we've seen Strand doing something. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty cool. I want to know more about that. And then it's like, eh, don't care anymore. Like, oh, I'm going to be on a yacht. Eh, uh, screw the yacht. I'm going to go to Mexico. Eh, bored yeah. of Mexico now. Yeah, I flooded it. I left. Um, or there was a whole arc where he and Luciana are holed up in a mansion listening to records and mm-hmm. drinking wine. And I was like, that is the life you want. After everybody dies in the zombie apocalypse, go find a mansion with wine and records and you're all set. But yeah, got bored with that too. So I just feel like Strand is having a hard time committing. And I think even dictatorship might be something he's going to have a hard time committing to, which is why he's going to need, which is why he's going to need Morgan to come in and like reunite with him. You think he's going to abandon the costumes though? Like, I mean, the the uniform was a nice touch, but I mean, if you're not going to be a full villain, then you don't have any business wearing the garb. I think he's trying to convince himself that this is what he really wants. But I think it will ring hollow after a while, especially since, like, this uniform is 200 years old. It probably doesn't <laughs> smell great. Yeah, I mean, it looks pretty pristine in there. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if they have some type of dry cleaning situation. I mean, mm. when I saw that they had solar energy panels, I just assumed that anything was possible in Strand world. Um, I do wonder if Strand even cares a little bit about creating this society that he's saying that he wants to create, or if it's all just spite, right? Like, yeah. if Morgan decided you know what? I don't want to do that anymore with Strand. Be like, yeah, me neither. You know, <laughs> like, is he just doing like, I can do whatever you do better. Or mm-hmm. if, like, you know, does he have any interest? Is there any world where he would have interest in reuniting with Morgan for a greater cause? Or is it just like ultimately Strand still going to look at him and be like, no, I'm just doing this to piss you off. Well, Strand's only interest is taking care of Strand. So mm-hmm. I think it's more likely, I don't think he comes to like any sort of agreement with Morgan. I think it's more like he almost gets his own dumbass killed and Morgan has to come and save the day. And then he's like, Oh, I guess you saved me. I guess we're cool now. Yeah. Where do you think Alicia comes in with all of this? Because you know, that's normally strands like his long, his mm-hmm. one soft spot, but we yep. haven't gotten any Alicia content uh, to, to, you know, to show that strand with, I mean, he's talked about her a few times, but like, when are we going to get the big confrontation with Alicia and Strand? Well, Alicia is currently locked under a golf course with a bunch of QAnon people. So <laughs> yeah. it might be a while. I My guess is we probably see mm, either one of two things is going to happen. We're going to get five minutes of Alicia in like this Battle of the Blackwater situation at the very end of the season, or yeah. we get like we get that and then we get one whole episode about what was Alicia up to. But that's I if we get Alicia for more than two episodes this season, I will be very surprised. Yeah, I just don't see a world where they find her. I mean, but Strand has managed to find people in bunkers, so I mean and and down hatches and stuff. So I don't know, maybe maybe there's something yeah. there. Um this is the first episode I think that we haven't talked about Padre at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you've been you you've been MIA from the podcast. What do you think about Padre as a like what's your theory? I think, well, we talked about it being South Padre Island, which mm-hmm. is like you said, that's what they call it in Texas. Mm-hmm. You don't have yeah. to say the whole thing. Um, nah. 
it's like up in New York how we don't um we don't call it Avenue of the Americas. It's just Sixth Avenue. Um mm, okay. Very similar. Um yeah, I think it's probably it's just one of those things like and I know that in the Walking Dead universe they always have this. It's like there's the better place. There's some place we can go and it's going to be okay. We're going to settle down there. It's going to be fine. And frequently the promise of that is not realized. Mm. It's it's another one of those like red herrings, one of those um you think it's a nice person on the other end of the radio and it's actually somebody luring you to the to your death. It's terminus. Yeah, yeah. I can just imagine them getting there thinking like, oh, we made it. And then it's just overrun and then they have to go back and, you know, like, well, we tried that. Now we have to go back to the tower where Strand is, you know, like all roads probably lead back to that tower. Ultimately, it's just it's too good of a set piece. It's like last um, season we were talking about the submarine. Mm-hmm. We're like, you know, once they got in the submarine, we're like, we're going to be here a while, you know, because yeah. it's super cool when it comes to like the way you can make the zombies just appear and disappear into like the darkness and all this other stuff. And there's so many passageways. I think this tower is the same. Like we don't know how high up they are, but we did, we do know they're pretty high. So there could be multiple floors, uh, leading to, you know, the ultimate battle at the top. So I feel like all roads are probably, even though they look like they're pointing to Padre, they're probably all going to come right back to strand in his hideout. You just described the plot of uh, Game of Death with Bruce Lee. Like, is Kareem oh. Abdul-Jabbar sitting there on the top waiting to fight you? Is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in that movie? Oh, heck yeah, he is. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the Game of Death. It's... it's. Uh, what? <laughs> I'm watching that tonight. <laughs> yeah, he... Um, well, he trained... He trained in Jeet Kune Do with Bruce Lee. And so he was like... They're like, oh, we he's such an interesting size and his limbs do such interesting things. Let's make him the big bad. Yeah. That's wild. It's, it's that's, super wild. That's insane. Uh, and I, and I love it. I, I really want more of that, but yeah, I mean, if it's been done, I mean, you know, we know the walking dead has no issue borrowing uh, plot points and even going back to their own plot points. Like, you know, where you're just stuck in somebody's mind throughout an entire episode, kind of like this one. Um, so I wouldn't be shocked if they, they took a, um, a page out of that book, but I, I do, I do see all roads leading to Bowser's castle at the end of the day. Yeah, I think so. And uh, whether or not the princess is actually in it, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, that is. Imagine best. that they they do all that, you know, fight their way up the tower, and then Strand has left. You know, like <laughs> like they finally, you know, Morgan finally gets there in this big attempt to, to usurp Strand, and he's like, "I'm just one floor away." He gets up there, and it's just Strand's sidekick. I forget what his name Howard. is. Uh, Howard, yeah. Howie's just up there like, ah, you're too late. Our princess is in another castle. And then, <laughs> you know, maybe that's when over. maybe Strand goes to find Alicia and he's like under the golf course. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't I don't want Strand to ever see Alicia again. Like, I do want her to confront him, but I think we lost Strand here. I, he, it's time for him to go. I think his days are numbered. You know, once you know, once I'm out on a character, I want them to die. Mm-hmm. And so Strand, I'm, I'm ready. It's time. Yeah, I think Coleman Domingo is is doing so many more interesting things out in the world. He's got to be getting bored. Yeah. Maybe that's why he's so cartoony this season. Mm-hmm. He's like, can I just have a, a little creative license? They're like, go for it. It's your last one, you know. Um, but speaking of characters that I hate and love to see die, um, <laughs> was, 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 was this Virginia's sister that we just seen just like murdered out here? Well, not murdered, but she was already murdered by the nuclear blast. But John Dory seemed to think that he took her out of the game as a zombie. Is that true? Was that really her? No. Like the dumbest <laughs> thing in the entire world was like the second he starts hallucinating like, 
oh yeah oh look that must be i think like all that must have taken place in his head like oh that must be teddy and that must be dakota like how do you know that they're they're burnt to crisp we saw them get burnt up in the last episode of last season i it's not it's not dakota it's it's a nice (laughs) thought but it's a little bit too neat and tidy that it would yeah He's like, I put her out of her misery. Like, I, I, I was able to set her, her soul free. Oh, free her from her torment. I think that's what right. it said. I'm like, okay, you're drunk. You know, before yeah. he announced that he was drunk, I was like, he's definitely drunk here. Because there's no way you would even know that that was Dakota. But yeah. I did appreciate it because, again, I've been calling for her death for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I would I would say I wasn't satisfied with it. So if, if for some reason this was her, I'm okay with it. See, I thought up until the point where they tried to sell us on this idea that he was putting her down as a walker I loved the way she went out because there was Mm -hmm. no room for error like she was definitely dead and there Mm -hmm. was no mistaking that for a you know not a death but Uh, yeah bringing it back was a little bit cheap and I think (laughs) that's just got to be him like daydreaming about what he would like to have happen while he goes outside yeah, and is this just a mark of him being like a super drunk be, uh, for him to have all these moments? Because, I mean, it's one thing to have regrets about not being able to fulfill a promise, but to legit- legitimately be hallucinating throughout the entire episode about like the ghost of someone who you uh, seemingly never met. I mean, like she, he said he made a promise to her, her, her sister or her friend or something like that, that he would try to find her body. And now she's completely haunting him. So I was like, okay, is are you is there any world where he's just making this up in his head because he's like, you know, going a little batty because it's the zombie apocalypse he's been through a lot? Or is this all alcohol? Because whatever he's drinking, I don't want it. Yeah. Uh, well, I think you must get pretty desperate after a while. If you are if you're an alcoholic and you're trapped in a bunker, you might start drinking some weird stuff. That's, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Um but yeah, it, the thing that really doesn't the thing that really doesn't ring true for this for me is that I feel like if you're tracking a serial killer and you've spent your whole life obsessed with it and the zombie apocalypse hits, I feel like you've got bigger fish to fry, especially since you already caught the guy and you know, he's been behind bars. You've been living your life for a little while. Zombie apocalypse hits. A lot of stuff is going to go down in 10 Mm. years of zombie apocalypse where you may not be quite so singularly obsessed with like the one loose end of this case, especially if you know what happened to Teddy, you know, he's got burnt up and I can see where like finding that secret kill room in the bomb shelter would bring up some stuff, but it sure seems to me that you would have had a lot more going on. In those mm. intervening years where you can't really track, track down serial killers and you are out there, we don't know what he was up to. It almost seems like he was just locked in like stasis until mm. we needed him after Dory six went out. Like, oh, okay, you've been living a normal life doing your serial killer stalking and now it's time to come out and be in the show. There's no sense that the zombie apocalypse has really affected him at all. Like maybe he did spend the whole time drunk, but you still it affects you should have something to say for yourself and it's not just the same old stuff that was pre-zombie apocalypse yeah i wonder if maybe it was his withdrawals making him kind of hallucinate mm-hmm. because I'm sure i mean it he was. was 
he was shaking and then yeah like like you were saying this obsession that he had all of a sudden with cindy hawkins like we have not heard anything about cindy hawkins like there was like one reference to her throughout the last season but like he has not mentioned it he didn't say there was a missing body we found out that was all new information and for him to be hell-bent on finding the body that was it like it was i have to find this body or else and i was like okay how drunk are you because you care a whole lot also this makes no sense because what do you think you're going to find up there everything has been flattened it's been nuked it has literally been nuked how are you going to go find the body are you going to like get up and like walk out to the service station it's not there anymore it got nuked and it drove me absolutely up the wall because the second he said we never found the body. I'm like, yeah, it's in there. It's in the kill room. <laughs> That's why you never found it. You That's never why you found never found it. Before. You found this yeah. room. Did you really not look through the room before you started going outside, dude? He peeked in there. He just, uh, it was like a quick little glance around, and then he came out. And I mean, when I, I, I thought we were gonna lose John Dory Five eventually because mm-hmm. I said, okay, he's becoming a liability. You know, uh, mm-hmm. when you when you're like making the roof cl- cl- uh, cave in and stuff like that, like okay. We can't really allow you to act like this. Also, he just randomly went out into the apocalyptic abyss uh, to, and then like ruined the little space shoot suit they had already. Yeah. You know, like he got uh, he got attacked. He did get scratched. It could have easily been bitten. Like I think at some point June needs to be looking at her partner and saying, like, is this even worth it? Is he going to act like this at Strand's new lair, or is this just something that was going on because they were been trapped in that bunker so long? Yeah, and it's not like June is incapable of fending for herself or of ditching people because we know that she ditches people all the time that was kind of her thing is it like mm-hmm. now we are meant to believe that june never ditches people anymore no like, yeah she's the angel of death she comes in yeah. ruins the community and then leaves pretty much and she ruined this community too actually no that was <laughs> that was dory five um that's not fair to june june really yeah, didn't not- have a whole lot to do this episode except to like be afraid yeah but she what is what is what is her end game here? She just was like, I'm afraid. So I, what is, I, I'm having a hard time understanding the plan. So it's like she's like she they're locked down there, and she says, Hey, JD Five, we can't get out of here for three hundred some high days. And he's like, Oh, where'd you find that out? And she's like, I, I read it in a book. And he's like, oh, oh, okay. And then that's it. Like that was it. And so her whole motivation was like, I guess I'll just live life down here until I'm not afraid anymore. Yeah. Good night, John. Good night, June. Yeah. Good night. <laughs> Every day. And he's just drunk. Like, I guess one day we're going to get out of here. She's like, have you been drinking without me? Yeah, yeah, man. Well, you made up this whole story and you got me trapped down here. Of course I'm drinking. I I don't understand how, how he was so forgiving. We've been down here for how long? I mean, I understand that they don't really have anywhere else to go, but at least don't lie to me. You can just tell me straight up you don't want to go. I mean, I might not take it so well, but at least you're not having me down here thinking there's no other options. Yeah, I mean, it, maybe in a sense she drove him crazy by making him yeah. think he was trapped down there and so he starts, you know, he goes through the DTs, he's not, you know, he's, the claustrophobia probably didn't help. Yeah, I mean, if you're down there for 80 some odd days and then you find out that your whole your whole being down there for the last, uh, like, two months has been a lie, then yeah, I think I'd go crazy too at that point. You know, once once he found out she was lying to him, I was like, oh, now he's drunk and belligerent, and he doesn't trust you. Yeah, it's a wrap. I, I was I didn't think this was going to end well for the two of them. Uh, they made it out, but I wonder if it's going to have any lasting effects. Yeah, I think there may be a wedge driven there, and mm-hmm. I I don't know. I'm not really on a team here. I got no dog in this fight. 
Yeah, same. Because I get, I see both sides. Like, yeah, don't lie to me and have me down here trapped because you're afraid. But also, where were we going to go anyway? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. we leave out of here and then what? Like, congratulations. We're now we're outside. I that, feel that like doesn't really do us much anywhere either. Yeah, I feel like we're trapped in this room, but really, where are we going to go? That's a big mood of 2020. Man, you know, that, most yeah, twenty twenty one so far as well. And it's looking like part of 2022. <laughs> Look like we might tiptoe into that. Like, hey, yeah, you. I mean, sure, you're at home, but where else are you going to go? I was like, yeah, I don't really want to do that either. <laughs> I mean, even June said, I'm not staying down here for more than a year. Mm-hmm. She's like, okay, in 300 days, we can get up and leave. <laughs> right. And it's like, I hey, it's been time. way more than a year out here in the <laughs> alleged non-dystopia. Yeah, yeah, alleged strong, strong word right there, alleged. Because alleged. Uh, sometimes I wonder. Sometimes yeah. I wonder. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, a surprise person has knocked on the door of our hatch and he wants to come in. He is John locking us right now and we're going to have to bring him in now. Let me in. Let me oh, in. No. Josh no, Wiggler, no, you go good. make your own kind of music. Let dude. me in. I was on the other <laughs> side of the wall the whole time. I've been screaming for you guys. You're what? in the secret Let kill room. Me in. I was in the kill room. Oh, you know, it's like that TikTok where there's an entire second secret room behind the bathroom mirror. I kept Chappelle, <laughs> I kept calling for you. I said, Chappelle, Chappelle, let no. me in. No, I called you on the radio and said, no, Josh, it's you can't. Been, you're too late. <laughs> it's, been, it's been 62 days. Yeah, sixty-two <laughs> days of me lying to you and saying that you had to be down here. What are you um, doing? Let me Josh, in. I'm happy that you made it. Hey, Josh, everybody! Welcome. Oh welcome. my god! Uh, for a little bit of a post-show recaps podcast continuity, this is uh, this uh, my sudden appearance here on the Walking Dead podcast comes about fifteen to twenty minutes after I say at the end of the Dexter podcast this week that now I gotta go hop on the Walking Dead podcast and I'll be showing up there in media res. 
And here I am looking at the, the time on the clock about 40 minutes into the podcast. Have you thrown a commercial yet? Should I throw us to commercial? You know, that's a good idea. Let's let's throw it a commercial. All right. I'm going to do it. Uh, well, I do it all the time. Do you want to throw it a commercial? OK. Well, Chappelle, do you want to throw it a commercial? I don't want to throw the commercial. Do you want to throw the commercial? <laughs> I'll do it. Hey, I'm here on the podcast and we're going to throw it to our sponsors for this episode of Post Show Recaps. We'll be right back. And we're back. Welcome back. Oh, my God. Oh, what well, I miss. Can you catch me up on the podcast so far? Um, We talked a lot about Victor Strand having no like his character not making any sense and Morgan's motivation not making any sense. How does Coleman Domingo Chappelle feel about playing uh, like uh, dress up every week in this costume? Do you think? Yeah, I was asking Jess. I said, well, you know, do we think he's going to commit to the bit for very long? Because we were talking about how he just kind of randomly gets bored with whatever his, uh, his thing is for whatever season he's in, you know, like Jess brought up the yacht how that was a thing and then it wasn't, you know, and the mansion, how that was a thing and then it wasn't. So I was yeah. like, does, does he, is he going to abandon his, his costume? Because I'm, I'm kind of enjoying it. I'm enjoying him going full villain. Uh, I, we just, we suspect that that might not last too much longer. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to see a wardrobe change from Victor Strand. I want to see him rocking this little uniform all season long. I think it's a great look. I think he looks amazing. Yeah. It, it feels like, it feels like he's playing night at the museum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely got it's definitely got that vibe to it. Um, yeah, we are. We so w- you haven't talked about World Beyond yet? Not yet. No. We're, we're running. We're kind of winding down on yeah, Fear the Walking okay, Dead. Good, good, I, good, good. I, I had one more thing I wanted to bring up, and then I pretty much out on everything Fear the Walking Dead, and that was. <laughs> Just generally, was, you mean, or for this podcast? I've been out on Fear the Walking Dead generally for like three years at this point. Like, I think pretty much my my genuine ardor for the program got burned up in the fire that killed Madison Clark. Yeah. Madison but, Clark is not dead. No, she's we alive. don't know that. Yeah, we're she's, not letting she's that definitely go. coming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Kim Dickens, mm-hmm. Kim Dickens, get back on yeah. this. Come on, Call us. give us. Come a on, we're waiting. Um. Yeah, I just want to point out, I'm watching this the whole time with this like hallucinatory Cindy Hawkins talking to Dory Five and and I'm like, I know her. What's she been mm-hmm. in? Where do I know her from? What do I know her from? And like three quarters of the way through the episode, it hits me. I don't know her from something. I know her because she is a Juilliard grad who was a student at the time that I was hey. working at Juilliard. Oh, you know her, know her. I, I I met her a couple of times in passing. I don't know her, know her, but I mean, I, wow, look at you big timing Cindy Hawkins me. right there. Yeah, right. big timing wow. Cindy Hawkins. One of my jobs was um, the drama class is like 24 students every year, and they put together these reels that they upload to YouTube that they can show to casting directors. And so one of my jobs was to upload all of their reels to this secret YouTube channel. And so I knew I knew who the actors were in every class that I worked there for. And Every so often, one of them pops up, and I'm like, "Oh, hey!" And this was I, I Brittany Bradford, who is the name of this actress. She was really good. She was kind of like one of the stars at the time that I was there. I did see her in a play, and uh, I was I knew I was going to run into her at some point. And then when I saw her in this episode, I'm like, "Oh, wait a minute! That's the one from the." you know, from the actor reels that was in the play and stuff. And I'm happy to see her. I'm glad she's getting work. It's really exciting to see her out in the world. It was almost as exciting as when two different people from the same class wound up in the main cast of Star Trek Discovery. 
Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I love yeah. that. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Josh, what did you think about the episode? Because, uh, I mean, you missed Jess and I talking about how much we loved it. Mm-hmm. Well, I wish we wanted to Hard see hands. <laughs> yeah, we wanted to see if you had a similar ideas. I don't know. Here's the thing <laughs> is like, I want to I wanna be, uh, Chappelle, I, I keep saying it, right? Like, I'm trying to be positive these days. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying not to get mad anymore. I'm working yeah. on that. Um, mm-hmm. But like, are we like is this gonna be those season like is the season gonna be like all right and so these people are on a bus and then these people are in a submarine and then these people are in a treehouse and then these people they were stuck in this other subterranean layer and then these people went to that uh, island paradise and like are we just like gonna keep like is there not gonna like are we not gonna advance stuff you know are we just gonna do all of these little pop ins um. Because I gotta tell you, like this is sort of like the the Walking Dead. Like I, I feel like Jesse Pinkman, Breaking Bad. He can't keep getting away with it. Like <laughs> the Walking Dead, you can't keep getting away with these sixteen episode seasons that don't do shit. You know, like that's <laughs> what this one felt like. It's like no, not another one where nothing happens. Really. Ah, yeah. uh, and it like, seems like the COVID effect, you know. Uh, I get it. I do. I do. And so I'm trying to be sympathetic. I know that this is a really hard show to make when it's not COVID. So like, God, you know, uh, hard out to the people who are making it. Like, it's tough for sure. But like, it's it's also exhausting to watch. Uh, <laughs> like, it really is really really tiring to do like the the June and and Dory Senior episode of like. Uh, but it's scary out there and it's safer in here and we've got a routine and it's like listen if we were ever gonna get it we get that like we got that like Mm -hmm. i know what that feels like i totally do uh but like i don't know that i need to do 42 minutes on this Um, no and And, uh it felt like really truly nothing happened the episode (laughs) itself really screamed we made this episode during covid yes Mm -hmm. like everybody is like Anytime anybody's within six feet of anybody, they got a mask on. Yes. Yep. Yes. Or they gotta get shot from a distance. Like, yeah, by, get too by, close. by like the squid game bruisers, you know? Yeah. Like it's just like uh, come on. Like it was just it, it was just like the whole episode, it felt like existed to get them to the tower that Strand is in uh command of, and that's it. And it's like just get them there in like the first act, and then let's see them like hang out. But like they've got a sixteen episode season to fill out. And the truth is no shows anymore have that much story. Not a single one of you. <laughs> nope. Not a single show out there has 16 episodes worth of like like good story to tell. It's not a thing. It's done. We're done with that. You give me a 10 episode season. We yep. cannot mm-hmm. do these 16 episode shows anymore. Uh, and if you do, you're going to get this. But like, that's just the... That's how that's how we roll on The Walking Dead. Although, like, we could talk about another show that is a ten episode season of television and question whether or not anything's happening on that one. I feel like there's a lot of filler in said show for sure. But yeah. I just like remember when Lost was twenty five episodes in a season. How did I that do? Happen? I do, and look, like it was a totally different time. And I think, like back then, like um, you know, the show that show, like very famously. Like sort of like pioneers, like the self cancellation. Uh, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it's season three of Lost, which is another like twenty plus episode season of TV, and they write the Jack's tattoos episode. <laughs> and Damon Lindelof and Carlton Hughes are like, "Hey, ABC, we cannot do this. 
Like, this is bad. No one's going to like this. Everybody's going to hate this. We need to end the show. You need to give us like one more season to do it. And they're like, we'll let you end it, but you need to do three more seasons. But they were able to do like three seasons that were shorter episode orders. Mm -hmm. And like, even in those cases, like Mike and I are in the middle of the final season for Down the Hatch. And we are as like loyal as it comes when it get when you know as, as loyal as it gets when it comes to Lost and like even he and I are like talking a lot right now about that final season. You really feel the effects of like this is too long. This is just too many episodes. They don't have enough story to justify seventeen hours of of television here. Like they they have like eight hours of story left right now, and that's what this show wants to be. And they're not allowed to do it, and you can feel that. And the show is suffering for it. I think like that final season of Lost is where like I really really feel that and like any show now that is this long man you really feel it when they've just got nothing to say mm-hmm. I did feel mm-hmm. like this episode uh, bless their hearts hard to make well acted uh, some cool like creature design and stuff and like I thought that like the like the mask look is great but like they're on a sound stage it's like such a sound stage by the end like Morgan like may as well be in like the poppy fields of Oz by the end of the episode. <laughs> like, green screen, you know, this like, woods, like you know, you know like, he's like call- <laughs> he's like talking to like you know Strand on like a back lot. Like it's just like this. You, there's not there was not much to say in this one. Really, really. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. that's about all I've got yeah. to weigh in. We're on. just gonna put. A- Seems like I came onto the podcast at the right time. I mean, oh, yeah. this is what we've been talking about for the past 40 minutes, but it's like, we're just going to take a piece of yellow saran wrap, we're going to put it over the camera, and we're just going to dump a shit ton of dry ice on the yeah. ground, yeah. and that's our set. Yes. yes. Yeah. It's efficient. <laughs> yes, I yes. guess. Yeah. 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 Save oh. some money for the set piece that is sure to come that is going to be Victor on top of a big glass tower. Yes. Yeah, it's coming. And and to your point, Josh, I mean, even even my show, Grey's Anatomy, has backed off of like the 25, 27 episodes. How many are there now? I think they're 17. So they're yeah. really trying to come off the gas even on Grey's because like you said, it. you can't do it's it. It's just not possible anymore. No, they, it's time. Yeah. 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 Um, do you uh, have we already talked about Jadis is back? No, no we, we are going to move now into into Walking Dead World Beyond. Jadis! Oh my god. We knew and it was coming, but that she's like uh like Jadis. the general General Jadis. Yep, she's the yep. general. Um uh anybody that is just tuning in and has watched World Beyond and turned it off in disgust at the credits, you are missing out because Jadis showed up, and that was the only reason anybody had to watch this episode. Jadis is in charge. That seems like a pretty quick trajectory. So she got to happening? fire. She got to fire Juliet Binoche, and she gets to like that's not an upgrade. What is going on? What is Jadis? Yeah. What is Jadis? Is Jadis in second. charge? Did I get the wrong one again? Is it you Julie did. Armand? It's Julie or Armand. Binoche? I was going to let it lie. I was going to let no, it. No, we love Julie Armand here. Yeah. <laughs> it's the yeah. I, they are the same person. You cannot convince me <laughs> they are not the same person. Here comes Jadis. She's got a helmet. And then she takes it off for no reason other than to be like, to the audience, I am Jadis. You know, nope. like, what is this? This is how we've got Jadis back. Like, I thought, like, I, I don't know uh, what was on, like, uh, my list of, like, the Walking Dead World Beyond announces that uh, Pollyanna McIntosh, Jadis of the Garbage People, shall be returning for the final season <laughs> of World Beyond. And, like, here we are on pins and needles being like, I hope it was a joke. <laughs> <'Cause it's five laughs> in and she's not back. And here she is in the fir- in the first post credit scene 
of the season, uh, which like I only watched because like there were headlines making the rounds of like there's a post credit scene this time around. I'm like, shit. Okay. All right. I think I know what that means. Uh, and there she is, Jadis. And is she in charge, Chappelle? What is her role here? Yeah, I was more shocked just because, like we said, we had speculated for a while, what is Jadis going to do here? And then, you know, you get through the episode and you're like, well, that was nothing, Burger. You know, there wasn't much in there. But then Jadis pops up and I'm like, wait, is Jadis Julia Armand's boss? Is that what's happening here? And if so, how? Like, how did we get here? How did we get from garbage people to head of the military corporation that's running the research on, you know, um, the cure for the zombie apocalypse? I really don't understand it. Nah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> it's yeah, one yeah. of those. Well, it's one of those things where I was excited to see Jadis because I was like, oh, look, somebody I know. But also, I was like, <laughs> but, like when you're at the party, right? And like, you don't yeah. know one. Exactly. Oh, it's like it's not my friend, here. but yeah. I can at least stand by you and pretend to make conversations. I was at that work convention with her the one time. Like, uh-huh. like I yeah. could talk to her for the next two hours. Yeah, but Josh, there's only five more episodes on this season, right? Like, isn't it almost done? What are we gonna do with Jadis in, in the in the last because this is the second half of the season? What is what's happening here? This is the funniest part, I think, is that there are five episodes left. They had Jadis be the reason that Rick Grimes leaves the main Walking Dead show. And so it's like, what? Is she going to be in the Rick Grimes movie? Like, you're putting the garbage person in the Rick Grimes movie? Are you really going to do that? And they're like, no, we can't do that. Uh, <laughs> but we got to do something, right? Like, can we just ignore it? And someone probably in the back was like, you could ignore it. Uh, and they're like, we can ignore it. Um, all right. Shove her into the final five episodes of the Walk Dead World Beyond. We'll just kill her there. Like that's what's going to happen here, right? Like they just they threw the garbage people's leader into the garbage show of the Walking Dead. <laughs> and, and, like, that's like, what they did. And like again, no shade. Like no shadeist. Like we've been like pretty kind to the World Beyond along the way. Of like, I like this show more than a lot of people do. Like I love little. I, 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 lo- I love Silas and all these and Elton. Uh, and like Percy as undercover Elton, which is hysterical. Uh, with like, his Elton armor. This is like that meme of mom. Can we have some Elton? And mom says we have Elton at home, and that's Elton at home. <laughs> but Percy like, wearing the wearing the corduroy. Elton, Elton's <laughs> reputation preceding him. That like Percy's like, I'll just wear Elton's coat, and people will think I'm Elton. It's like, yeah, people do know about the corduroy jacket. Like, <laughs> that's so funny to me. I I laughed so hard you that that was the plan. The character. Yeah, it's like, I'll yeah. go with you guys. I'll just put on Elton's jacket. They'll think I'm Elton. They won't be looking past the jacket. They know I've, They know about Elton in the jacket. I, I thought he wanted it as armor. I thought it was like, okay, I'm breaking y'all out from the inside, so I'm going to need the Elton armor because clearly it's indestructible. Remarkable. And so, yeah, so it, it serves two po- two purposes. He's like undercover Ridiculous. Elton, and then he also has Elton's body armor. Um, he's in, He's ready for battle, and Elton... Did not look like Elton without the corduroy. I almost of didn't course not. He's a totally different person, yeah. and he's also brand starking pretty hard right now, like shooting up mm-hmm. like a beanstalk. And like I listen, like I love Elton. I love so many of these characters. Uh, like I, I want, like I'm actually like kind of excited that it seems like we're doing like a little bit of like the infiltration thing, and we're halfway into the season. So it's like okay, um, I actually feel like you're well positioned to like finish this story. Like I actually think that like World Beyond, like narratively, like is like in a position to like do what it's got to do which really more than anything is like 
uh, like Iris has to just fight uh, Julia Ormond. Like that's what's got to happen. Huck's got to fight. Like Huck's got to die. Like some of these people got to die. Some of these people just have to get their faith resolved. And then like the promise of world beyond, as far as I'm concerned, is good. Uh, so like I'm actually like not terribly like m- I think like my expectations of the show are exactly where they need to be to be like relatively <laughs> satisfied by this show. But there's just no question that like the public perception of the Walking Dead world beyond is of all the Walking Dead shows, this one's the trash version. And like, <laughs> so they threw the trash person into the final five episodes, like into like the bottom of the trash. It's just like, that kills me that this is how they decided to throw, uh, to like begin the process of satisfying the Jadis arc. Uh, absolutely absurd. Absolutely well, ridiculous. It, it's funny, Josh, that you feel like at episode five, we're where we need to be. Whereas I felt like all of the tension was sapped from this episode because I know it's episode five and they mm-hmm. have a pretty good plan. If they were unloading that plan in episode eight, it would be a great plan. But since it's episode five, I know it's not going to work. And right. so every time something happened that was like, oh, I guess that's why the plan's not going to work. I have no doubt that this plan is not going to work. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think World Beyond has about, uh, you know, this question of like, uh, no show has like 16 episodes worth of story anymore. Uh, you got to give us 10 episodes. World Beyond has like maybe like five episodes worth of story <laughs> uh, for the 10. You know, like, yeah. it's definitely like a, a, like a, like a tight ratio. But like, I feel like, yeah, this isn't going to work. But they're at least like, they're all like, there is a version of this Chappelle where like they got all these characters back together in like the, like the eighth episode of, of this season to Jess's point. And it's like, man, get Silas and Elton in a room together. Stat. What are you doing? Taking so long. Uh, and at least in five episodes, like they hugged it out with Silas. They found him. And so I was like, guys, what are you doing here? You know, like we've got to do that. Like <laughs> we got, we got that. Like that's already happened. We're halfway through. So I feel like at least they're, they're mixing and mingling. And for the most part, everybody is like, that's what I mean. Like that's everybody's where they need to be, which is like relatively close to each other. That's good. I think that that's progress. I think that that's good. I think that there's a version of this show that's like really taking a long time to get these characters yeah, back. They together. tried to road determinist them, except that everything was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I question it's like Terminus you know, Trail. You know, it was like a like yeah, sort of like it was like a light. <laughs> it was like a bunny slope of Terminus. Yeah. Exactly. I think uh there's a there's a question that I had throughout the episode was like, okay, I I understand the plan, but it's kind of like the plan is like we have to break out and then go to Portland. Uh, but that doesn't change the fact that you do need to find a cure and that that was like another like side quest that we should be trying to explore. And I did like that. Hope brought that up. It was like, I know we want to get out of jail. I get that. But shouldn't we be using our scientific minds to kind of try to put it into this? And so I don't know how they figured that out in the next five episodes, because I know their goal was like, initially let's just get out and then figure everything out later on. But now that they've gotten confirmation that this was definitely the CRM behind this, uh, this zombie horde. And it seemingly was just so they could go get, um, more people to test their experiments on. Like now they have five episodes to figure out a plan to usurp the whole power structure, take down Jadis, and then revamp everything where I'm I'm assuming Hope's dad is going to be in charge of, you know, the scientific research at that point. And then we're gonna be fighting for a cure. But is that the end of the story for the Walking Dead World Beyond? Like they fight for the cure on one show and then we go back to another show where there's no cure in in, in sight. 
Like, we know that science is happening somewhere. It's just not happening to any of the shows that we're watching. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we've, we've spoken at length about how it would be the world's most disappointing thing across all Walking Dead universes if the cure <laughs> to the zombies happened in Walking Dead World Beyond. My you know what would God. be the most disappointing thing? If the person who found the cure to the zombies was Jadis. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the thing. Jadis, Jadis would be the only person where it would be valuable because Jadis can move between shows like no yeah. one else can. Uh, because Rob, She's better right. than Morgan at it. Yeah, but you're right, though. If uh, like, It's disappointing that the cure would be found on World Beyond, but what other Walking Dead iteration are they even looking for the cure? Like, It's not even a conversation in yeah. Walking Dead proper. It's not a conversation in fear. So it has to be World Beyond because this is the only group that is like, okay, what if we actually try to get rid of this thing? And we have five episodes left with the group that's going to solve everything, you know, maybe. So I'm even just wondering if they're going to bring our scientific kiddos into the real Walking Dead at some point or into fear. That would be interesting. Like, what if they graduate? What if it's like one of these flying dead situations where at the end of World Beyond, they graduate? And it's like, hey, well, let's get in a car and go to the Commonwealth. And then they rock <laughs> up to the Commonwealth in like the next episode of Walking Dead Prime. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I'm just saying, I don't think you can get rid of the scientists in a world where we need scientists. Like, yeah. you know, like, yeah, like this is the only glimmer of hope we've had since that day Eugene randomly just said, you know, I made that up. You know, <laughs> like, so this is it. This is the closest thing we've had to a cure since the day Eugene said, yeah, I kind of lied about the cure. Uh, there's not really a thing. Um, so now that we have that, are you going to snatch that last bit of hope from us, you know, and say, well, the season's over. That's it. Back to a uh, bleak walking dead where we're just waiting on everybody to die off. Yeah, they'll they'll get they'll get back here in some way, shape, or form. They'll like they'll they'll deal with this in some way. But I think that like it's this is probably like another Walking Dead spinoff away from from now. Like I don't think that they're gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna like solve the zombie uh, plague in this one. So we need hope, another. Yeah, we need another, a science another. dead. Yeah. We need Walking Dead Race for the Cure. Yes. Cure the Walking Dead. Is yeah. what it's oh, there we go. Cure the Walking Dead. <laughs> cure, walking cure the Walking Dead. Yes. <laughs> Beyond. <laughs> yes. 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 Or maybe or maybe they explore it in the what is it? The the anthology series that's coming. Mm. Uh, Tales. Walking Dead. We get a yeah, whole Tales episode about Dead. science. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just I, saying there's never been an ending to the show foreseeable to like at any point since like eight seasons ago and so now I'm like okay now we have a potential not even happy ending but just a way to tie it all up at the end and say okay we found a cure and it's working like we're about to really abandon that one storyline and just say oh well we ran out of episodes let's go talk about fear some more let's go talk about Morgan and Strand fighting over a building oh yes yeah. I, hey I have a question Did, what's, why is Percy being strapped to the gurney uh, in this at the end of this episode is Percy dead um, Percy is strapped to the gurney. Isn't I he? Percy strapped to the gurney. No, there's like there's like a Percy esque person. Is that not actual Percy? No, it's a soldier. No, like they go into like they're in Sandwich Lady's lab, and they're like, "Hey, we brought you fresh meat." And it's like that person on the slab. They cast that to that looks exactly like Percy. I bet that's gonna come Percy? up. Wow. I bet that's gonna come up. I bet. Like at some point now it's getting that guy away. There's there's a Percy's undercover as Elton. This guy's undercover as Percy. Like who is anyone he, anymore? He yeah, wasn't gonna... wearing the corduroy, so it can't. No. It couldn't have been Percy. Oh my no. god! They jumped him for the corduroy. 
I think oh, they're no, going to eventually they're in, indestructible armor. <laughs> they're setting it up so that Percy can pose as that guy uh, after he's done uh, posing Zelton. Mm. Yeah, no, that Percy. guy. Yeah, that guy is a soldier from the CRM, okay. and they brought him in to be um, like Sandwich Lady's next. I was victim. like, did you did you guys kill Percy off camera? Like, what happened here? Yeah. yeah, they make too much uh, to do about Percy and, I- and uh, Iris being like a, a thing. Like they're yeah. kissing and stuff now, so they wouldn't kill him off camera. They would definitely let us see the the fallout from whatever that is, so we can feel Iris's pain when that you know inevitably happens, if it is to happen. But you know, I thought we we had kind of come to terms with the fact they're not killing any of the kids. We're not doing that on the world beyond. That's why I was shocked. I was like, did you mm-hmm. kill him and you did it off camera? No, no, but- that dude is 24. Right. They, said they, they were very clear about that. He's 24 years old. Okay, good, uh, good, yeah. good, good, good. So good, they good. can kill him and it's it's fine. Um, yeah. But they were like, they, they said to Sandwich Lady, like, you know, this is your last chance to find the cure. You got to do the thing. Yes. And she's like, oh, yeah, I understand. I got to do the thing or things will happen. And it was so oblique and stupid in that way that it's like we're deliberately hiding information from you so that we can reveal it to you later for narrative reasons. And I hate that. It makes me so oh, mad. That's this entire show. Yeah. You know, everything is so vague. Like, I, first of all, I, did we find out on this episode that Huck and Dennis are married? Because I mm-hmm. thought they were just like a couple. No, they were in a wedding photo, I think, like when oh. we introduced them. That's their wedding photo. Wow. Yeah, because I was like, wait a minute. Like, he's like, yeah, ever since, uh, uh, you know, we got married. I was like, wait, 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 wait y'all been married this whole time? Yeah, and I didn't even notice. Um, yeah, so, you could have sent a uh, gift, Chappelle. <laughs> I don't, I we would never send that up. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I just saw, I saw, I saw it and there was more like random, vague conversation. Like, it's different now. Everything, it's always, it was always going to happen. Like, what, what is it? Is it was always going to happen to what? Why? Why? And what did Huck do? Yeah, yeah. They love being vague. I, I just don't understand why they just won't tell us. We only have five episodes left. Yeah, I. And there's a whole thing where Huck is like, she's in her mother's office for reasons, and she pulls out mm-hmm. like this thing, and it's like epidemiological data, and Huck's reading it, and she's like, oh, and they never come back to like what that is that she's looking at. As, she, as far as I could tell. Well, she explained to uh, Hope's dad, she says, okay, look, I have this document. And I'm like, okay, what's the document say? It says, it says the CRM was behind the zombie horror. I'm like, but but we know that. Yeah, yeah. Everybody knows that. Like, yeah. Huck, you don't need to waste the scene on this. Yeah, you're last. You're last in line for this information. Like, I don't understand. But I guess that's what she needed because she kind of trusted her mom. And to that point, but for us, the viewers are like, well, duh, Huck. Is that, like, is that the only thing that was on there? That's what she said. She said, like, look, these numbers show that this was clearly, and of course it was just random numbers. Like, look at this, this, look at this code. It this code yeah, is obvious just, to everyone who sees it. This, this, this is three. Uh, that you know what that means? <laughs> exactly. And we're like, uh, sure, it means what everyone has been telling you that the horde was a big old trap. And apparently it was just so they could get other tests, um, I don't know, test zombies. I don't. I don't know. They had a horde. Why didn't they just use the horde? I, I'm. Not, I'm still confused as to what the logistics are behind this whole experiment. Yeah, yeah. there's no reason to kill a hundred thousand people for an experiment. Like, I, I respect science, but no. <laughs> yeah, that's not science. That's madness. Uh, <laughs> you know, I feel like uh, I, I Huck is like starting to have this change of heart, right? Like, and it and mm-hmm. like. I know. I gotta imagine Chappelle for you. This is way too little, too late. Uh, for yeah, her. she's out. I'm done. You know, I uh, I'm her. Percy. 
for her. Yeah, Percy. Yeah, Percy wants her dead. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for Jennifer, I do like. Uh, I did love that that was happening. I, w- I wasn't able to swing through last week, and last week when Felix was just like Jennifer, uh, Jennifer, that was amazing. Yeah. That was great. Um, mm. But like, yeah, like Huck is like clearly trying. Like she's like, uh, this isn't so good. None of this is really, really good. Um, but I don't think that like she's going to be able to like all of like the stuff that like she's like clearly trying to like be on the good guy's side in this episode. Like she's starting to like kind of like suspect like stuffs up with her mom. I don't, I don't think that this is gonna this is gonna play the way that she wants it to. These people are not ready to take her back. No, uh, and and I'm pretty sure her mom is gonna be the person who gets rid of her because her mom is like yes. heavy on the like, yeah. hey, I, I'm I'm yes. about that tough love. You yes. know? Where where is where is she now? Like where did where did mommy go? They're like she got transferred out. Like is is that temporary? Is she coming back or she have to gonna is she gonna have to report to Jadis or this seemed weird. It's like. It was almost like they did that thing in the room where they pull that one guy out and they put a different guy in and they never explain it. Yeah, and Julia Armand's going to pop up on The Walking Dead proper because she got fired by Jadis and now oh, she's man. free to wander the universe like yeah. uh, like Jadis has been. I have a junkyard um, with your name on it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that say hello junkyard, to Winston for me. That junkyard was already weird because mm-hmm. you remember that that time when Morgan goes in and like underneath the junkyard there's like a room that looks like a demo room from Ikea. Yes. <laughs> so we already knew there was something shady with that, but maybe it was all organized by the CRM. Like maybe the CRM is already and the, you know, the, their helicopters are coming in and out. So maybe they, it's like, maybe that's where they sent her the secret like bunker underneath the, the garbage dump. Oh maybe. Yeah. Garbage bunker. We, as well, listen, we've been trained in, uh, in the walking dead fandom to always look underneath what's, uh, what's beneath mm-hmm. the garbage. Uh, mm-hmm. You never know or who the, may have stuck the under there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Recent days, it's been the rug. If, it's a, the rug. if there's a rug there, look behind it. Look, look under, under it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's where the answers are. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, I have a question about what y'all thought about um, some of the side plots. You know, like even like the uh, Asha and Elton plot, because there was like Asha revealing. Did you like Elton that the reversal, Chappelle? It's like, all right, I got to be honest. It's my mom. Well, my I, mom. I, it was. I, I, well, I just want to know why, because Elton says, you know, like, hey. I, I really wanted to stay here with you because you're the only person who's been 100% honest with me and has never lied to me ever. And she's like, yeah, about that. I lied. I and definitely she, lied like, oh, okay. I yeah, he's like, you. oh, okay, that's cool. Don't worry. I, and I, was, like, I was afraid to tell you the truth because you were very intimidating in your corduroy coat. Right. Really without without your you coat, I, you're so approachable. Feel, yeah, you're so approachable without it. I have to be honest. Yeah. Uh, this still seems like you. a really pointless thing to lie about. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're just going to tell them like a day later, unless yeah. this is going to be a plot point that, I mean, in the next five episodes, they're going to explore. Cause it seemed like, you know, she, um, I can't think of her mom's name, but, um, her mom just has like reason to hide this. You know, she's in a partnership with CRM. They're giving her supplies behind everybody's back. And she's afraid that the rest of the perimeter would turn on her if she knew, if they knew. And so I'm like, is that going to come up in the next few episodes? Because it's not, it's not a lot left. And it just seems like a, a plot line that doesn't really matter. Yeah. I mean, unless they're going to make it matter. No, you know? I don't really know why we're spending time on this. Uh, other than like, you know, giving Elton a storyline that's taking him away from um hope because like his storyline had been so wrapped up with hope that maybe like the show needs to focus up a little bit more on like the the Bennett sisters and their dad and what that relationship is going to look like but like 
we can't ignore that um that hope killed elton's uh, mom right like you know like are we gonna like not address that are we not going to like deal with that at a certain point in time so like why are we going in with like this new character with uh with asha uh like why are we spending time here when like really we should be like probably going through a little bit more of like what's elton feeling about like seeing the person who killed his mom again uh like i think like that's probably where we got to be focusing our energy long term no so like where is this going i'm really lost about the asha stuff yeah, five episodes. It just seems like you're wasting time. If it's not going to matter, like give us, we got five episodes left. We know that there needs to be a big, you know, reckoning moment for Elton and, and Hope. They have to talk about it. You know, they have to do the thing. But like introducing all these other children, the the kids from Holes, um, yeah. Asha and her brother, <laughs> like it just seemed like all of that in those first couple episodes was just fodder, mm. you know? Like you yeah. said, uh, 10 episodes with about five episodes of content. Yeah. Um, and I was screaming at the TV um, before Jada showed up. I was actually screaming at the TV when they're like, when Hope and Iris are talking to their dad and they're like, we got to go. We got to escape from here. This place is no good. You got to come with us. And he's like, okay, but I'm going to need to tell Sandwich Lady just because she's nice and I feel bad leaving her and not letting her know where I'm going. Then I can trust her. Like, you can't yeah. trust her. Yeah. He's in love with her and that's his girl. You know, yeah. I, I don't like, care. Yeah, same. People, we spend way too much time on relationships on this on this Walking Dead. Like <laughs> it's all about. Oh, do you like him? But do you like him? Like him? I, stop. It's not to be happy, Jess. They, they, no, you know, give mm. him some. Let him have something. No, no. I'm I'm with Jess on this one. Yeah. Even when even when Percy and Elton had their like guy talk moment, like hey, yeah, women. Hey, you know, you can't yeah. live with them. Can't live without them. Like you telling me, brother? Chicks, like, am I right? Uh, like am I right? I think yeah. Elton says shit's crazy. I was like, look yeah. at Elton, like, shit's wild yeah. out here, man. Look, it's if, crazy. if you all know so much about women, what are you doing hanging out in front of the Quick Stop on a Saturday night? Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> um, I um, I think favorite part of this episode, uh, Silas just like taking the truck, <laughs> just, like <laughs> see you later, you know. Silas is fine. Like the big wheel, like right, I'm going now. Oh, it's just unbelievable. Did you uh, know how to drive, Silas? Yeah. 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 My uncle taught me. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> sure. Silas, Silas is uh, the king of giving us the bare God, minimum. I love Silas. I love Silas. Yeah, but- I love, I love Silas. Uh, all the, everyone like shows up and sees Silas and Silas is like, instead of being like, oh my God, my friend Silas, there's like, what are y'all doing here? <laughs> How'd you get here? Well, how'd you get here? <laughs> yeah. He doesn't say like, where's Elton? And he's like, oh, what, how, what are you all doing? It's just marvelous. Yeah. yeah could I, marvelous. could I tell my friend Dennis? He's pretty nice. Yeah. You're like, no, don't tell Dennis. Like, don't please tell Dennis. <laughs> like, please. Like, no, please. Don't no. Tell Dennis. But, but I feel like I should tell him. No, you shouldn't. But okay. I guess I will tell him Thank a little you. bit. Right. I was like, so Silas is definitely going to tell him. He didn't. He just did all that Wait, for nothing. He, Silas is a, is a bro. He's a, he's a good dude. Yeah, he's like, I'm, I need to tell I'm him. Like, no, he said, okay. I'm a good guy. That's fine. That's fine. I'm a bro. I'm a bro. <laughs> Silas is the best. It is giving us the bare minimum. I love Silas. King, King of giving us absolutely nothing throughout the whole time. The King Silas. Silas. King Silas. This is long may he reign. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go in a really weird direction here, which is what we okay. do on this podcast. Take um, me on a journey. Either of you ever see Potter Puppet Pals? 
no idea. Oh, was, I do know what that is. That's yeah. the Harry Potter puppet thing. Yeah, it's the Harry Potter puppet thing. <laughs> yeah. They always had, um, whenever Neville Longbottom showed up on Potter Puppet Pals, <gasps> he was played by a butternut squash with a face on it. Mm-hmm. Silas is the Neville Longbottom yes! of The Walking Dead. Yes! Yeah. Okay. He's okay. the one who's going to show up as like as Harry and Hermione and Ron are like, we're going to go fight Voldemort. Sorry, I'm sorry I said his name. Uh, and, and, and like Neville shows up, he's like, I'll fight you. You can't I'll get fight past you. me. Yeah. I'll fight you. I'm you a can't bro. do that. Uh, I feel like that was Silas this episode. Like, you can't do that. Don't yeah, do that. A, if, I, they, if Silas says he's going to fight you, I'd be terrified. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Silas we know he can kill people with their bare hands. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, here we are thinking that Elton's the chosen one in his corduroy. It was Silas the whole time. He was yep. another candidate. It turns out. Yeah. Uh, that's good. Yep. And Silas Longbottom. Like yep. He looks like <laughs> butternut squash with a face painted on it. I love it. It's so good. That's great. I love that journey for Silas. Mm-hmm. I, I like it too. I, maybe that's how we're going to end it. And maybe it'll be, we can kind of appreciate that story arc again without having to grapple with problematic creators. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, that would gotta, be ideal. They gotta bust him out of jail first. It seems though. I guess you know, that's uh, right. He definitely yeah. got arrested at the end of the episode yeah. for stealing a car. I don't yeah. know if he did though. I I wonder if this is gonna be one of those fake outs where like next episode it opens on Silas with like five guns pointed at him and he's like, I was just taking the truck and they're like, Oh, okay, cool, oh, carry okay. on. He's okay. like, The car got out of my control. I was trying to stop it. I didn't know how. Yeah, eventually yeah. I figured out how to hit the brakes. This is like every commercial break on Amazing Race when they're like. I don't think I can finish this task. Cut to commercial, come back. I don't think I can finish this. Ta- oh, I finished it. I finished the task. We're just a little late. Yeah. <laughs> not last place, but we're pretty close. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I could see this. I could see this for Silas. Like, he talks his way out of it by giving them the bare minimum. God, I hope so. Yes. I hope so. I think it's great. <laughs> I really do. I think it's so good. Uh, how much trouble is Sandwich Lady in? It seems like she's not doing great. If she doesn't, if she doesn't cure the zombie virus with this guy, she's gonna she's die. Apparently, she's gone. Yeah. yeah, it's over. It's over. This was her last shot. And I mean, I I guess she's just gonna run off with Hope's dad eventually. You know, like how is she I running mean, out of test subjects? This doesn't make any sense to me because it seems like they're so hard up for test subjects that they had to like experiment on one of their own doctors. You know what? Here it is. The CRM sucks. Mm-hmm. The CRM okay. is terrible. Let's mass murder 100,000 people in the zombie apocalypse. Sure, we can spare that. Here, let's kill this uh, incredibly smart, intelligent scientist as we're trying to science the shit out of the zombie apocalypse. Sure, we can afford to do that. Let's uh, let's try and groom this young prodigy who might be able to save us in the future by throwing her out there in the middle of the zombie wasteland. The CRM sucks. These people are idiots. They all deserve to go down in hell. They're terrible morons <laughs> who don't know what the F they're doing, and I hate them all. Uh, they put Jadis in charge. These idiots deserve everything that's coming their way, uh, and it's almost completely world-breaking that this is it. This is the hub of civilization. But when you interrogate that any further, I guess it's a little bit close to home. It's a little true to life. Uh, mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's just that all a bunch of bad. morons at the head of the thing. Uh, but yeah. I hate the CRM and they're horrible and they're all stupid and all of the choices they make are bad. Yep, they're well, bad and they should feel bad. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, if Madison Clark can't make the Dell Diamond work for more than two years, <laughs> how is the CRM functioning? Yeah, I mean, Sandwich Lady, I mean, we we give her a little pass because she's uh, Hope's dad's uh, girlfriend, but 
she was asking for live test subjects like just episodes ago like yeah. hey when am I going to get like, like oh man I wish yeah. you asked me like 10 minutes ago we just murdered 100,000 people you probably could have right. used some of them so yeah. I'm trying to figure out which live test subject from our core group is going to end up on her table because you know it's going to happen you know yeah. where she's like you know I thought it was Percy yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Makes sense. Like, that looks like Percy uh, this is probably going to be like one of like the, the the one of the core. You know, they're going to have to bust him out. Maybe maybe this is the, the what what happens with Silas when he gets arrested. Oh, let them try. I want to <laughs> see them try to nail Silas down to the board. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck with that. Try and he's strap that man them. down. Like he's going to pull this chain out of the wall and yeah, then like murder them all. They're going to the try and put. Get your hands off me. Like, it's not going to go <laughs> the way me. they think it's going to go. Unhappy. Don't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> Let me go. Yeah, like, they're not going to like how that goes for them. Get I don't off know, me. It's just a casual, like, let me go. <laughs> like, Get off me. Oh, this man means business. <laughs> Let's yeah, let he's going to go. kill them all. He'll kill them all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he comes in like know. a wrecking ball. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, Big Mo? Big Mo. Yeah. He's back. Big Mo's back. He's back. He's back. Ah, oh, man. I love World Beyond. I'm going to be so sad when this show's done. I love these characters. <laughs> I have a feeling. I don't know if it'll be sad, but yeah. I will feel something. I'll feel I a mean, certain kind of way. It fills a void of some kind. I'm not sure what that is, but like this show really does tickle me. Uh, I, I, I'm so I'm, I'm much happier that it exists than uh, the world where it doesn't exist. Uh, I don't know how many other people are saying that, but I. It's it's maybe not for all the reasons as they want it to be working, but like it's working for me in like a very specific way. I I feel like, and maybe this is how we close out every episode of Fear the Walking Dead World Beyond. It makes me happy that it exists because I get to do this podcast. Yeah. If it existed out in the world, I guarantee you I would not be watching it. Sure. And I would lose out on that joy. Yeah. yeah. That's we fair. we have a post to to inhabit. Right, like we are the watchers on the wall. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, a, a large portion of our audience does not watch any of these shows, and we yeah. appreciate y'all. We yeah. appreciate y'all yeah. for still being our audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I gotta, I gotta quote Andrew Yu on this one. Um, his comment on World Beyond was, "What a snoozer! That was probably the most boring episode of the series." But on the bright side, still no Jadis. Oops, spoke. To oops, 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 <laughs> oops, oopsie, oops. Yeah. Oh man. Give me the what Walking they- Dead this week over fear. I'm just saying. I don't think that's a hot take. I think uh th- I'll take I'll take this week's world beyond over this week's yeah, fear as well. Definitely. Yeah. I, should this mm-hmm. be a recurring segment like who won the week? Yeah. Oh yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah. do All right. it. World Beyond Five wins more weeks the week. left. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think so. Uh I think probably did they win last week? Probably, right? Mm, uh, yeah, they, we were they pretty did, upset. They did the <laughs> they did the Robert Patrick again. Yeah, yeah, uh, Ooh, that lost you a lot of points. The Robert yeah. Patrick really set you back. <laughs> if if you Robert Patrick us, you automatically lose. I can't believe we're we Robert Patricked again. Um, yeah. yeah, it's amazing. It's absolutely and amazing. It looks like the resolution of that, or at least the next story of that, is coming up next. I saw in the in the. You know the coming, you know, the soon to come or whatever. Yeah. Coming after the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, oh look, he's back. He's like, well, I'm gonna get you for what you did to my brother. I was like, we didn't know he was your brother. We thought it was you. We thought it was you. <laughs> it's oh. actual madness. Like, what are we doing? Bringing the twin in for this guy. Like, what are you? Are you? Are you kidding me? 
Like you killed this guy. It was a good twist. It was a surprise. Uh, he seemed like he was going to be a really formidable bad guy. And then you have him die. And that's like a cool, like, okay, we're setting Morgan up. And look, uh, Demetrius Gross, he's the actor who played Emil, who now plays Josiah. And it's like, <laughs> okay, look, he's great. And like, that was really cool. Was he so great that you're going to do the twi- like the tritest bullshit on the planet? <laughs> you're going to twin him? You're going to have him twin because you liked him that much? It is nuts. It's crazy. What are we doing here? You know what would have been better? Hmm. If there was like a secret cabal of bounty hunters, sure. But then the one yeah. that's avenging Emil, what if it was Robert Patrick? What is going on? Yeah. And That'd I'm not saying, good. yeah, I'm not saying like, Robert Patrick as like the secret Robert Patrick triplet. I want it to literally be Robert Patrick. Like come in like, come in like James Vanderbeek and don't trust the B and just be like, hey, I'm Robert Patrick and I'm avenging people. A Robert Patrick type, at yes. least. At the very least. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As is is bringing in the twin twist, the new jump the shark. Because jump the shark has been a, a term that people have been using for decades at this point. Yeah. But is it time? Is the twin twist the new like this was a COVID show? So we have to we, we have to like twin. we have to turn the phrase though. Like we uh, we have to like do the branding. I think like you rob the Patrick. Mm-hmm. You, know? <laughs> you Robert my Patrick. Yeah, we yeah. Robert the Patrick. Uh, but yeah, I think so. Like I think like I don't know. The, it's like so. It's such a. It's so so contrived. Uh, mm-hmm. to do the twin twist and it's like I, I thought he was cool too man like I did and that's why when he died it was impactful like you think this is going to be like a long arc villain and then like Morgan just chops his head off like oh shit Morgan's back that's what's going on like that's what that served don't sick his twin on us don't do that there are thousands of actors out there looking for work this guy made it onto the show the one time we don't he doesn't need to come back Someone else's turn. It's someone else's turn. Yeah. Who else are we going to twin? How many twins? Every iteration of The Walking Dead is going to have a twin. That means on World Beyond, we have five episodes to bring in. Oh, look, we have Percy's twin. Look at that. Mm-hmm. It already happened. Twin yeah. twins to all The Walking Dead. Oh, it's the April of the show. <laughs> have yep. there be like another Kim Dickens? Uh, like, I, I will take that, actually. <laughs> Give us Madison's twin sister. Yeah. This is Madeline Clark. Yeah, Madeline Clark. <laughs> what are you doing with the twin? That's, Sorry, I'm I know, I know, Clark. I'm a week late to that take, but like, are no, hitting. It's fine. Mad- Madeline Clark makes me smile because we talked so long about like, oh, we know Madison Clark is coming back. We know she's coming back, and she has to come back. We like, she's not dead. She's not. It's like, well, if we get the twin, does that count? Does that scratch the itch? Ay vey. I don't think so. I don't All right, think so it, either. I, I, I'd be okay with it. I would I would accept it if we're getting Kim Dickens back into our lives, but I don't know that I'd be fully satisfied by it. Give us yeah. like yeah, twin Travis, you know, like get like get oh, out of no. here. Don't give don't me any Travis. more twins. No, <laughs> no 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 twin Travis, no, not on board we're with good that. Here. We're good here. Or maybe Teddy has a twin. You know, oh, like, you know, in, inevitably oh. we're gonna get another John Dory, you know, like uh Yeah, like, this is this is Ron Dory. Stop Don Dory. Not Don Dory. Yeah. Stop it with the twins. <sighs> it's unbelievable. 
It happened, and it happened on two different iterations of The Walking Dead. They literally just did that on another season. Share Why? notes. You are all <laughs> a part of the same company. Work together. You know, they've never actually seen uh, oh The Walking my Dead. God. <laughs> Stop trying to compete with each other and start working together. Uh, otherwise, you're going to keep giving us uh, dueling twins. We can't live have together, this. die alone. Uh, yes. Is this what you're saying? Yes. Yes. <laughs> craziness. All right, I have nothing further to say about The Walking Dead. Uh, yeah, I, nor I do that I. That everything for me. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Do you have anything to say about the Posher Recaps Patreon? Uh, that it's amazing Ooh. and you should all be a part of it. It's very early in the month of November. We love it when people sign up early. You get to interact with your favorite hosts. All three of us are in there. We would love to see you in there. We'll play casino games. We'll talk to you about your favorite shows. We'll talk to you about snacks. We'll talk to you about twins. We'll talk to you about whatever you want. Consider signing up patreon.com slash post show recaps as low as that $5 level. You get access to the post show recaps patron discord where we all hang out and do all the fun stuff. So consider signing up patreon.com slash post show recaps. I'll also plug that we just have so many shows on post show recaps right now, regardless of whether or not you can sign up for the Patreon, which we certainly know that not everybody can do. And we appreciate if you can do it, but we totally get it. If you can't, we are making so many shows for you either way. Uh, just hopped off of the Dexter podcast with Latanya Starks, who is Chappelle's co-host alongside Mari Forth on the Insecure podcast. Y'all had Bryce on this week. Yeah, we had the Purple Pants uh, badass nice. to come and just take us to the next level. You know, you're not famous until you talk to Bryce. True. So, like we True. made it. We finally made it as podcasters. Uh, so there's the Insecure podcast. We've got Succession podcasts, two Succession podcasts a week. Uh, we got the Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast. Uh, Walking Dead here. We have basically your Sunday night TV needs are covered across the week right now. Uh, so we're doing all sorts of incredible stuff. And that's not even mentioning all of the various rewatch pod, uh, podcasts that we've got going on, including the aforementioned Lost Down the Hatch, which is in the sixth season. We are doing the Richard Alpert episode this week, which is awesome. Uh, so just a lot of really fun stuff happening on on PSR. I'm very proud of all of the work that everybody's doing. Lots of hustling going around the network right now. We love to see it. Uh, you would think that we all have twins pulling the the double <laughs> duty for us with all the all the podcasts we're all on. So check it out. We've got something for you uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, Josh, I, keep I, that I, same energy when Game of Thrones spinoffs come back. I'm gonna be like, well, you Josh, know I will. Where, where I mean, you? I think what, when, Ga- when Game of Thrones comes back, I'm coming to Game of Thrones with like huge Fear of the Walking Dead World Beyond energy. It's like, <laughs> yeah. definitely how that's gonna play out. Yeah, don't Who's let most back likely in, your heart? in the Game of Thrones universe to have a twin. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. I mean, uh, <laughs> Jamie and Cersei. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, we know how that yeah. worked out. Yeah. yeah. It definitely worked just, out. I was just going to throw in that I, I put some patron-only content up today um, in the Discord. Yes. Um, as part of a school assignment, my five-year-old son recorded a podcast, and I put a link to it in the parenting channel oh. of the patron Discord, and it's pretty cute. Oh, my God. Um, I have to go there, and I yeah. swore I would never go into Wait, the parenting channel. <laughs> I feel I strongly. To go, I have to go to there. I have to go to there. <laughs> I feel strongly that children should not be on regular podcasts in podcast feeds, especially if you're expecting adults to talk about adult things in podcast. Mm-hmm. Not adult things, but you know what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. And yet, I yeah. let my child do a podcast. Yeah. It was adorable, and so I felt like it needed an audience apart from his kindergarten teachers. So. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, we love, we love this. We love this very, very much. Uh, what's happening on Nothing But Netflix? 
Uh, nothing but Netflix with Rob Sestanino on Rob has a podcast is, uh, my current, my, my, my what my twin is up to these days. Yes. You know, um, this, this week coming up, we are going to be talking about, um, 11 seasons of the show Shameless. Um, and I had never seen Shameless until about last Saturday. Oh, so man. we'll just see how much how of Shameless have you now seen? A whole lot. Um, oh boy! Yeah, I I really like this show, and so this week Rob and I will be discussing it, and I believe our top secret guest that I'm about to spoil for everybody is Nicole Sestanino, a fan. Yeah, so Nicole doesn't trust Rob and I to do it any justice because neither one of us had seen the show in its entirety, and she is uh, a very fair. much a shame. Yeah, she's one of the shameless hive, and so uh, she'll be coming yeah. to walk us through some of the finer points of this ridiculous show that I actually kind of love. And so yeah. that's nothing but Netflix. Check us out, uh, subscribe to the feed uh, or, you know, or Rob has a podcast or whatever, and give us some star reviews. We're trying to move up the ranks on the TV uh, watching stuff. Um, but then also, of course, like you mentioned, still doing um, insecure with Mari and Latanya on post show recaps. Uh, and then I'm also doing, um, the silent podcast with Sasha Joseph. We're still talking about never have I ever wrapping up season. Um, well, our recording of season two, but our episodes are still coming out weekly, and so we'll be done recording it relatively quickly. But every week for the next five or six weeks, we'll still have more um coverage of uh, never have I ever. And so you know, just bouncing around. I'm I'm happy it's almost done because having four podcasts with just me and my twin has been a lot, mm-hmm. and so I'm ready to get some of that off my plate. And then you know, I, we won't it. have. We won't have World Beyond either. So it's just, uh, you know, just knocking, checking stuff off my boxes right You're now. You're going to have a, a, a nice winter break. I think so. Yeah, I think so. And then The Walking Dead will come back as it always does. So, yeah. Yeah. So there's yeah. that too. But uh, that's what that's what I'm up to, Josh. Nice. We love it. Jess, what's going on other than George podcasting, which is incredible. And now I have uh, a I'm thing so to do ready before to, I go to sleep I'm tonight. I'm so ready to listen to yeah, it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> It's three minutes long. Oh, I mean, God, I yes. Perfect, Perfect length. We <laughs> Perfect need to length. be releasing more three-minute podcasts. I, I agree. I agree. Um, There's a market for it, right? Let us know, actually. Write in TWD at postshowrecaps.com. Yay or nay on the three-minute podcast. Should we be doing more of those? <laughs> the anthology series of podcasts. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like there's an improv game to be made here where we just like, we have a three-minute podcast that's like, we make up an idea for the anthology series. Yeah, tired. A twenty-four yeah. podcast that is twenty-four <laughs> minutes or less. Wired. Okay. A twenty-four podcast that is three minutes or less. Uh, Loving it. I'm going to pitch this to my that. wife. I'm going to talk to Emily tonight. Emily's going to be into it. I, <laughs> yeah. I promise. Oh, I know she will be. Yeah, she'll love it. I really don't have a whole lot else going on in the podcasting realm. Um, if you missed it, go back in the poster recaps made feed and check out the recap that Grace Leader and I did of the James Bond movie No Time to Die. Uh, we've been watching James Bond movies for the patrons and recording our podcast recaps of it. And we have a really great time doing this. Would love to do more. Um, still up in the air what the future of that is, but we definitely, there's more in the future somewhere, somehow. Um, and it was a really, uh, Ariel Gomez joined us for that recap and we had a great time. It was hilarious. Love it. I still got to see it. Three hours of Bond. They should have made it three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> every Bond movie could be three minutes. That's yeah. my hot take. Yeah. I think it's a good take. Change my mind. No, I won't. <laughs> all right so i think that that about wraps it up for all of us you can find me on the twitter at haymaker hattie josh is at round howard and Chappelle is at Chappelle's underscore show 
Chappelle's underscore show. Sorry. It's hard to no, you basically said it. You basically yeah. said it. Show is a hard word it. to pronounce. It was, it was the mildest of bungles and no one would have commented on it, but now it's all we're going to be talking oh, about. Oh, I know. Well, yeah, I, was just trying to, yeah. I was just trying to distract from the fact that I still don't know the difference between Julia Armand and Juliet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. All right. So all of that, you can now feel free to point out every mistake I make on a podcast at Haymaker Hattie. Once again, we are happy to have you in our feeds. You can send us feedback at any of our Twitters or at TWD at postshowrecaps.com. Love to hear from you all. Thanks to everybody, no matter how you're consuming this, whether you're a patron or not, whether you're watching the show or not. We love having you here. And I love having these two here with me. Um, some combination of the panel will be here next week in your feeds. Until then. We'll tell them. You're not pack your knives and go. I don't know. Pack, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, until then, don't get Robert Patrick. We'll yeah, that. yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.